0: Isaiah. Isaiah, the second chapter, beginning with verse 6. I want to be teaching this morning on um, the occult and Spiritism, the doctrine of. Occult and spiritism. Yeah. Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 6 Therefore thou hast forsaken thy people, the house of Jacob, because they be replenished from the east, and are soothsayers like the Philistines, and they please themselves in the children of of strangers let's read that together therefore thou hast forsaken thy people the house of jacob because they be replenished from the east and are soothsayers like the philistines and they please themselves in the children of strangers father we ask your blessing to be upon the preaching and teaching of your word we thank you God for your grace and mercy in our life. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. According to occult legend, there is reference to a place called Atlantis. Atlantis, as we taught you before, possibly was a group of people that pre-existed Adam. Before we see the destruction or in between Genesis 1 and 2 where the earth became full of void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And some people teach that God judged a pre adamite race and these people were the Atlantic people or the people of Atlantis. There is another possibility that the people of Atlantis, so-called Atlantis, Were a people that were on planet Earth before the flood. And that these people of Atlantis were destroyed by the flood. These people of Atlantis, occult writings say that the people of Atlantis were a very highly, uh, high ranking, high level of intelligence of people that lived as a one-world government and that Atlantis was literally at the helm of 10 geopolitical uh, parts of the earth at that time in a one-world government, partly made up of a democracy. Now, if you think about that in this hour, there's a very heavy push for democracy throughout the world by our nation and others. Amen. So I don't have a problem with democracy. I thank God for democracy. But this is a form of government that the occultists say was involved with the people of Atlantis who were over 10 geopolitical uh, areas of the earth in a one-world government right before the flood. That is interesting. It is a possibility. Uh, But here's what they also say. They say that the people of Atlantis were very, very involved in occultism and spiritism. And because of their heavy involvement with the occult, this is the reason that many scholars believe that fallen angels begin to manifest themselves visibly on the earth and move to a level of having sexual relationships with women, producing the Nephilim or the giants in the land. And so what we see here in this hour is a resurgent, reoccurrence, a rising up of spiritism and occultism once again, just like in the days before the flood. Jesus gives us a warning. He says, as in the days of Noah, so shall it also be the coming of the Son of Man. And so if that be true, and I believe that there is some credibility to that, that these people, according to the word of the Lord, were heavily involved in spiritism and occultism. And as a result of that, God brought his judgment upon planet Earth. And so we see in the Bible, the scripture tells us in Matthew chapter 24, if you'll go there, that in the last days Jesus Christ the Lord Jesus Christ prophesied to us and he told us that there would be false Christ that would arise In verse 4 Jesus answered and said to them take heed that no man deceive you for many shall come in my name saying I am Christ and shall deceive many The Bible is very clear, and it tells us here that in the last days there will be many false anointed ones. about false Christ, Christ means the anointed one. And so Jesus said there will be many false anointed ones in the last days. These false anointed ones are Antichrist instead of Christ, but they are also involved in the occult and spiritism with a false anointed. So, it is a sign from Jesus for the last days. Now, what you need to understand, and I will repeat this at the end of the message, is that when Jesus began to tell us in his word about these false Christs that would come, these false anointed ones, that Jesus was not condoning their action, their activity, or their teaching. Some people have this idea well, Jesus said it was going to happen. So just let it happen. It's going to happen anyway. So we as the church of the living God uh, should basically just kind of sit back and, and let it come into the world because Jesus said it was going to come into the world. But Jesus did not, when he prophesied this, condone the false Christ. He didn't condone what was going to come upon the world. In fact, the Bible tells us that we are to really be in war with these things. So let's go over to Ephesians chapter 5. Now we'll go ahead and make reference to it so you'll understand. Ephesians 5, 11. And this is where the church, if we are not careful, can get tripped up. All right, Turn to the New Testament book of Ephesians in chapter 5. Verse 11. Do there say praise the Lord? He says, "And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them." So we are to never take a position as a church of being passive. That is a spirit that is sweeping through the churches of this age. It is a spirit that tells us that we just need to be passive in our approach to the things that are dark and the things that are evil because they're going to happen anyway. Jesus said they would happen. So why even fight? Just uh, kind of sit back as a church and let it happen because. We don't want to fight God's will, you know. He said it was going to happen, so why would we try to resist the coming of the Antichrist? Why would we try to fight these things? Because Jesus said they were coming. But what we need to understand is Jesus did not say they were coming because he put his approval on them. He said they were coming because he knew they were coming. But we must fight this. We must reprove the unfruitful works of darkness. We are not as Isaiah the prophet in chapter 2 tells us to be the people that goes after the things of the east. And we talk about the things of the east. You are talking about the philosophies, the religion, the ideology, the occultism and the spiritism that is connected to the orient. You understand? And not only that, but we are also not to please ourselves in the children of strangers. And what I often find, amen, uh, is that we have no problem fellowshipping with strangers. People with strange spirits. They have an antichrist spirit. They don't love Jesus Christ. They don't love God. They don't love the truth. But because they're family. We have no problem taking pleasure in strangers. Not me. And hopefully not you. That's not where I am because I don't play game. I don't play the game where I fellowship and find pleasure in strangers. To me black and white, it's cut and dry. There's no, I don't do the gray thing. Amen. And so when it comes to this present hour that we are living in, the church is being put to sleep spiritually. It is a spiritual movement that is coming to blind the church. It is a spirit of deception that will cause us to cozy up and to be comfortable with the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of of this age, and if that is you, I, by the word of the Lord, you. You must, and I must, make up our minds as far as the fellowship that we have. Will we find ourselves comfortable and cozy with the Prince of Darkness and his servants, or will we find ourselves comfortable and cozy with God and his servants. That's the way we should be. Because Jesus said many false Christs are going to come, many false anointed ones are going to come, and that is a sign of the last days. And so today, what we see is a return to Atlantis. We see a, a time in history when mankind is seeking to establish a one-world government under the influence of of demonic spirits. We see a time when the church is being blinded. We see a time that if it were not, by the fact that you are the elect of God, the Bible says if it would be possible even the very elect would be deceived. The kind of deception that will run rampant in the last days is a deception that if you were not the elect of God, if it were possible, even you would be deceived by it. I want you just to think for just a moment as we as a culture begin to return to Atlantis, if you understand what I mean by that is a one world government scenario with heavy occultism and spiritism uh, connected to that. As we move very quickly to this time, we are in this hour fascinated with UFOs. And I want you to think about that this morning. UFOs. Well, the Bible tells us in the last days there's going to be an increase of the manifestation of the presence of God in the church. But also the Bible is very clear there's going to be a clear manifestation, more increasing manifestation of demonic activity and spiritism in the last days UFOs then unidentified flying objects in case you don't understand it or not we see more and more reports of them my personal opinion is that they are demonic spirits my personal opinion is this is that at some point the devil is going to put pull oh, one of the biggest deceptions, the world has ever seen. And that deception is this. Bill Clinton has already, he stated when he was in office that he believed in UFOs. He believed in life and other parts of the universe. CNN had a huge broadcast about this, but let me get to the point. <clears throat> I believe, if, and I'm reading Gary Call's book on the New World Religion, I agree with Gary Call when he says this. He says in the last days, he said, these UFO manifestations are going to increase to the point that these demonic spirits, just like in the days right before the flood, when they begin to manifest themselves more and more before the flood came, to the point that they visibly were seen and had sexual relationships with people. In the last days, the same thing is going to happen. That demonic spirits, because of people's involvement, with spiritism and occultism these demonic spirits are going to manifest themselves and many people will call them unidentified flying objects the point being is that when these apparitions come these visible appearance of demonic spirits come into the world they will tell the world to become a one world government and when these spirits manifest themselves And they begin to tell the world to come together as a one world government. the leaders in connection to the UN are going to meet and implement what these spirits have said to do. The plans are already in place for the UN to gather once these spirits come and tell the world to become a one world government. It, the plan is already in place for the UN to gather together and bring it about. Why? Because alien spirits or aliens have told us to do this. And we must do this. It's already planned. The world is just waiting for more and more demonic manifestation of the last days where these spirits will manifest themselves in visible forms and they will Claim to be aliens, and our and the government will embrace what they say and seek to implement it. It's already in place. So I believe that as we are further and further along in the last days, that there is going to be more and more manifestation of these demonic spirits, in fact, in a visible form, and they will tell people to organize a world world government, and our leaders will go for it. In place. Okay. all right so this is why it's so important for us to understand the hour in which we live jesus said god in isaiah 2 he said that he forsook the people uh, because they had replenished themselves from the east and soothsayers like the philistines and they pleased themselves in the children of strangers he said my people got caught up in all of that Says as a result of that. Man is aware of the spirit realm. And because we are aware of the spirit realm, listen carefully. When I say we, when I speak to the church this morning, we are aware of the spirit realm, but we believe in God and we believe the leading of the Spirit of God, we yield ourselves to God. If a person does not yield their life to the leading of the Spirit of God, the leading of the Holy Ghost, they will begin to seek occult methods because they are aware of the Spirit. Man is a spiritual being. So if you don't follow God, if you don't let God lead you, then what you will do is you will try to communicate with the invisible spirit world through occultic methods or Spiritism. You want you with me here today? So the people who go away from God, go away from the leading of the Holy Ghost, will always seek to replace that. Communicating with the spirit world, what is money? and they'll get caught up in all kinds of occult and spirit spiritism. Now I'm going to tell you your pastor, okay? Because I love you. You might not think I do, but I do. I'm going to tell you this this morning. You get connected with some of your family members just because they're family. I will tell you, many of them are connected with demonism. They are connected in the occult. They're connected. With spirits because they're not led by God, you are opening yourself up to big trouble. Because they will bring those spirits with them right into your family. And those spirits can be transferred. And we will talk about that as we go along. So, all of you people out there this morning that are trying to keep your family together, at the expense of the losing your own immediate end and his walk with God. careful. That brings spirits right into your house. And as God said in Isaiah chapter 2, they have pleasure in strangers. The Bible says we don't know man after the flesh, but after the spirit. So if you let your life be controlled by it, Natural connections or relationships, you're going to be We know people after the Spirit. You have to discern what kind of Spirit that person has. I don't care if they're family, friend, or whatever. You have to discern what's driving you. Amen. Because there is a heavy unleashing from Satan, the God of this world, a heavy unleashing. Demonic activity in these last days. And why is that? It is because man has forsaken God, and as a result of that, he's replacing it with occultism and spiritism. And as man does that, then that allows the enemy to manifest himself more and more. Say praise the Lord. Now, let me just say to you, I'm just going to say this to you. You heard what I said before I started preaching. I have nothing to lose i not going to be mean, but I don't have anything to lose. So I'm going to tell you straight and forward, honey. I'm going to tell you, for your sake and for my sake, I'm going to tell you, you have got to be careful with hanging with people who have spirits. And thinking, well, oh, Jesus is going to protect me. You open the door. So man is very aware of the spirit world, and because he's not in connection with God or doesn't seek God, did because of that, he seeks demonic powers and forces. You're either going to seek God or you're going to seek counter. You can hold on you, all you want to. But I'm telling you by the word of the today, some of you are going to be so deceived. Because the Bible says it can be possible to very election. That is the kind of deception that's moving in this hour. And i want to tell you who's going to be the major player that brings in the Antichrist. It's going to be the charismatic. That wasn't prophesied by me. That was prophesied by an old Pentecostal pastor. It's not even alive. He said a long time ago charismatic movement. Be sure. Amen? You have to be careful when you turn your television on and you listen to people talk. I, I heard somebody talk the other day supposed to have the ability to do the interpret dreams and vision. When he got through talking, I said, man, he had a lot of verbiage, but I don't understand the word he said. speaking under the influence of a demonic spirit, not the influence of God. Let's be careful. So occultism and spiritism is a form of communication with the invisible spirit world. Now I'm going to go through and, and, and be God willing, I've got over 70 different terms that are connected to the occult. First of all, let me define for you occult. Occult means something hidden secret, 70 different terms, by the grace of God and by the help of God that I'm going to give you today, that is connected to occultism and spiritism, all right? May praise the Lord, church. First of all, we're going to talk about what the Bible says, and then we're going to talk about modern-day occultism. So the first thing we want to do is go over, please, to the book of Exodus in the seventh chapter. And you will remember the, that Moses had a great battle with the Egyptian cultist, occultists, in the seventh chapter of the book of Exodus. And verse 8, And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, when Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Show a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, Take thy rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. And Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and he became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, now, the magicians of Egypt, that they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents, and Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. And he hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. So, okay? what we have is we have Moses cast his rod to the ground. When he cast his rod to the ground, it turned into a serpent. And then the magicians of Egypt cast their rods to the ground. And those rods turned into serpents as well. And then Moses' rod ate them. But the point being is this the attraction with the occult, the the attraction to magic and saying, is that sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's not an illusion sometimes miracles are done by demonic power. And when these Egyptians cast their rods to the ground and they turn the serpents, well, Moses did that by the power of God. But they did it by the power of demons. But yet the Bible doesn't tell us that it was just an illusion. The Bible says it happened. So what attracts people to the occult is that demon powers do have the ability to do miracles. They do have the ability to do signs and wonders. Sometimes it is an illusion, but sometimes it's real. Most of the time, it's only temporary. It doesn't last. And so we see here in Exodus chapter 7, these magicians of Egypt were able to duplicate what Moses did He did it by the power of God, they did it by the power of demons. And then the Bible says Moses' serpent ate them all up, obviously, more power, you know. Amen. But that's the attraction of the occult, is that sometimes it's real. So don't think it's just everything that the devil does is an illusion. It's not. Sometimes it's real. Okay. Oftentimes it's only temporary including him. Some people seek to be healed by the occult and spiritism. And the way that happens is they enter into an altered state of consciousness, an altered state, which is a trance, and they begin to allow or seek to manipulate energy. And when they manipulate energy... Uh, they open themselves up in that trance state to, to demonic power and that demonic power will come into the person and will do will work a healing in their body But most of the time is the healing that takes place in that body is only temporary and the purpose of that demon power working or manipulating energy in the body and creating healing is to deceive the person into becoming a follower of the occult. Normally, it's only temporary. When God heals, He doesn't heal to manipulate somebody into deception. God heals to glorify Himself and to lead people into the truth, not deception. And when He heals, it's normally for good unless the person goes back into sin and brings that sickness. So that is the allurement, the, the attraction of the occult is that sometimes it is real. So if you think it's not, it is. Go to Second Thessalonians chapter two, please. Second Thessalonians chapter two, the scripture tells us here about the Antichrist. Are you aware today? And according to Gary Call's book, the New World Religion. He has stated in his writings that occultists and spiritists right now are praying for the Christ to come. They don't call him the Antichrist. They are praying for the Christ to come. But the Christ that the occultists and the spiritists are praying to come is the Antichrist. 1st okay, Thessalonians uh, so chapter 2. What, what will happen when he comes? This antichrist that occultists are praying for right now to come. In fact, while you're sitting in this church and while I'm in here preaching to this house today, you may not be aware of it, but there are people that are more faithful to prayer than you or I that are in the occult. They pray day and night against the church, they pray day and night against the pastors. They pray day and night against the work of God. They pray day and night for their Christ to come. It's called an invocation. Remember the last time you and I said, even so come Lord Jesus in our prayer. So when he comes, 2 verse 9, it says, even him who's coming is after the working of who? Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Second one, chapter 2, verse 9. So when he says he's gonna do he's gonna have power, and his work's coming from who? His power's coming from who? Satan. And he will do these signs and lying wonders by the power of Satan. Are you here today? The word lying there doesn't mean. An illusion. The word lying or counterfeit wonders doesn't mean illusion. It means something that did not originate with God. So if you think lying wonders means, well, the Antichrist is going to come and he's going to do the sleight of hand and, and by illusion he's going to do these signs, miracles, and wonders, that's not what the Bible's teaching. It tells you that signs and wonders will be done by him, but they're lies. God didn't originate; they didn't come from God. They came from the powers of hell. So when we look in the Word of the Lord, the Bible is very clear to us that there is an attraction to be pulled by people because of the oftentimes occurrences. In the Bible, terms. Magicians, and I'm not going to have time to go into all of this, but in all the scriptures as far as uh, looking at every verse, but in the Bible, magicians, Genesis 41 and 8, Exodus 7 verse 11, we've already read to you uh, that passage. The Bible's very clear here. um, About magicians, now, magicians are connected. First of all, they work with horoscopes horoscope means the drawing of magical lines or circles. Now what I'm what I'm sharing with you what I'm seeking to convey to you this morning is methods of occultic practices. And remember occult practices is a seeking of man to communicate with the spirit world. Okay, so everything that I'm going to say to you, keep that in mind. This is man's way of communicating with demons. Horoscopes is occultic. Horoscopes, the drawing of lines, the drawing of circles by which a person seeks to interpret the future or it's called fortune telling. Horoscopes is fortune telling. And I'll obviously... As I go through these terms today, if any of you out there are practicing this, then you fall in the category of Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 6. Okay? So we need to stay away from these things. So the drawing of circles, the the lines to determine what the future holds. And then uh, number two, enchanters. Enchanters are people who cast spells. Bible says they mutter and they peep and they hiss. We went to Taiwan. We heard these mutterers and these peepers and these hissers. They are full of spirits. They're mediums. A medium is a person who is indwelt by demonic powers. Okay? And you go over to Taiwan and you will see them in the temples. And they they peep. peep. I'm not going to duplicate them, imitate them. Hey, they look at it, Okay, they like to chirp. You hear them chirping. They walk in at those temples of Buddha. No chirp. Okay, and they mutter all kinds of you know uh, unintelligible things. You can't understand what they're saying. They're just muttering and peeping, and some of them are hissing. Uh, these are enchanters. They cast spells, and that's why when you go to Taiwan and we see it move more and more from the east coming into our culture. People are fascinated by these so-called priests of the Temple of Buddha. Because they go there with their little incense and they pray to Buddha and they believe in, in receiving miracles, and oftentimes they do. But they're from demonic the powers, and they are temporary, seeking to trap them into the occult. So uh, their charmers are the ones who cast spells, they peep, they mutter, and they hiss. I have witnessed them. Myself in the East Boots. Diviners. Deuteronomy 18. Let's go there. This is a very important passage. Deuteronomy 18. And verse 10. tells us when Israel goes into the land. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire. Okay, the child sacrifice. Or that uses what? Divination. Say divination. Now literally, the the divination means to determine by lot or by secret scroll. So you're seeking to divine or predict the future or get involved in fortune telling by secret scroll okay you with me here or by casting lots that's what divination means okay so he says there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire that's human sacrifice for so the use of divination or in an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord and because of these abominations the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. So the Bible is very clear we're going to, have to practice these things so it gives us the word divination. Now astrology Astrology, another reference, Isaiah forty seven thirteen, is the study of the stars to predict future events. Monthly predictors. Okay? Astrology has to do with observing the, the planets, the sun, the moon, the stars, so on and so forth, as they move through this imaginary belt in the heavens, they're supposed to be able to, you know, interpret by astrology what the future holds. On a monthly basis, okay. What astrology means. Wise men. Exodus seven eleven. We we have the term wise men. Uh, these men receive wisdom from the in, unseen realm, the unseen realm. So the wisdom comes from demons called wise men. Observers of times. Deuteronomy eighteen ten. They practice magic to augur. From the appearance of the clouds, the cloud cover. Uh, okay, so auger means fortune telling. So what we have is when we talk about a, uh, an observer of time, that we have somebody who is a fortune teller. Augur seeks to auger by the clouds. They look at the cloud, the shape of the clouds, so on and so forth, in order to predict the future. Now, this is something I don't know too many people in America that is with this, but that that is what an observer of time. Uh, Deuteronomy eighteen ten, a witch uh, is to cast a spell, or to practice magic. Somebody practices spells or casts magic. Uh, uh, catch a spell, or practice magic. Charmer, Deuteronomy eighteen ten, also somebody who casts a spell. We have also Deuteronomy chapter eighteen, verse eleven what the Bible calls a a person who consults familiar spirits. Now, a familiar spirit, then, is a demonic spirit that impersonates a dead person. Okay? That means if they have the ability to impersonate a dead person, that means they knew who the dead person was. And they have knowledge about the dead person's life. If you get a spirit that comes and appears as grandma or grandpa or, you know, some of your family members, familiar family, and they come into your house instead of the foot of your bed, and it's grandpa or grandma or, or your brothers or sisters or whatever, whoever it might be, somebody you're familiar with. And they impersonate that family. And they can tell you things about your family see you and to believe it that is that you are talking to the dead. That is called a familiar spirit. They know the lifestyle, they know about the dead, and they seek to impersonate the dead in order to trap a person into the occult. Okay? Uh, we have wizard, Deuteronomy 18.11. A wizard is somebody that's a knowing one, a knowledge, a knowing one, a frog. Prognosticator and they receive their information by spirits. Okay, prognosticator predictor, they predict the future by spirits. They don't predict the future, they predict by knowledge, but I'll get into that in just a moment. Necromancers. A necromancer, as Deuteronomy 18 makes reference here, is a person who consults the dead for advice. Okay. Now obviously if you're talking to a dead person you think a dead person for advice it's not a dead person, it's a, dog, a demon So the Bible forbids necromancy with communicating with the dead for advice soothsayers, I've already made reference to Isaiah 2 and verse 6 soothsayers and we'll get further detail as we go along but a soothsayer predicts future events by the clouds we have sorcerers, Old Testament Exodus 7 they are magicians. They are involved in hidden arts. Uh, they whisper. They cast a spell. They enchant. In the New Testament, sorcerers gr- connected to the Greek word pharmakia, which is our English word pharmacy. Okay? And that is a person who is an enchanter with drugs. And then, so a person, a you even about a you know, you think about people who cast their spells and whatever. Right to enchant, but in the New Testament, it's, it, it comes from the Greek word pharmakia, which means pharmacy. So, saying in the New Testament is connected to people who make drugs and use drugs. Okay. Now, a person may make drugs and not take the drugs, but they're still a saying. A person may take the drugs and not make the drugs, but they're still a soothsayer Because anything that puts you in an altered state of consciousness, like drugs, alcohol, any of those things that change you, that is soothsaying. Making drugs and taking drugs. It's, it's not a sickness. It's not a disease. It's spiritism. Don't get caught up in that. If people go to the psychologist or the doctor and say, Well, you got a disease of alcoholism. You got a disease of drug addiction. No, you don't have a disease. That suits Satan. The Bible commands and forbids it for us. Amen? He tells us to repent of that. How can you repent of a disease? You can't repent of a disease. But you can repent of alcoholism and drug addiction. Alcoholism is not a disease, and drug addiction is not a disease. God calls us to repent. In All right, uh, sorcerers, sorcery is involved in Susan. That has to do with uh, drugs, and so on. Okay. Modern day occultism and spiritism. Occult means to hide, hidden or concealed. These things are from the East, the Eastern religious philosophies practices. Here we go, you ready? Long list of them. Oh, almost 70 of them. Modern day. Astral projection. Astral projection. A-S-T-R-A-L. Astral projection. That means a separation of the soul from the body. That's occulting. Anytime you 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 hear about a person who said, well, my soul traveled out of my body. It went to a different place and then it came back and and it re-entered into my body. That's astral projection. That is occultism. Okay? Soul travel. occultism. Augury. <clears throat> augury is fortune-telling. Augury, fortune-telling. And augury is interpreting of omens. An omen is observable and an observable event or action pertaining to the future. So Person sees an omen, some kind of vision, an object, uh, or an event of the future. Well, if you see that vision of some object or event in the future, then you need an interpretation of that, and that's where augury comes from. It's interpreting omens. Apparition is the appearance of of disembodied spirits or ghosts. The appearance of disembodied spirits or ghosts, apparition. Uh, there is a well known teaching in Catholicism about Fatima, uh, uh, however they really want to say it, that the Virgin Mary appeared to these children. Uh, that was not an alien that was a demonic spirit impersonating Mary. They claimed to see Mary, that was a demonic spirit. Right? That's what an apparition is. The appearance of a disembodied spirit or ghost. Then we have amulet. An amulet is an object said to have said to have had mystical power. An amulet, an object that is said to have mystical power connected to Astrology determine the future by position of sun, moon, stars, or planets. Apport. A-P-P-O-R-T. Apport is the appearance and disappearance of physical objects. That's occult. Apport. Automatic riding. I remember one time I went into the mall when I first got to church and I saw this person who had a big old stand up in the middle of the mall and they were promoting automatic riding. I didn't know much about these things when I first got to church, but I knew it was wrong. And I stayed away from I'm going to go over there and let them give me some secret message or whatever. Automatic writing is this. It's writing that takes place without awareness of conscious effort. It's automatic writing without the awareness of conscious effort. Now, okay, so you're not really aware of what's being written. You're not consciously involved in the writing. You're just sitting here writing things down. It's coming from the occult, it's coming from the spirit, it's not coming from your mind. Okay, automatic writing, it's coming from a different source. A blood pact is a contract signed with Satan in blood pact, a contract signed with Satan in one's own blood. You can enter into a com- contract with Satan's. Sign it in your own blood. This agreement that you have is called a blood bank. Black Mass is celebrated in honor of the devil. We gather, we have a church service. They gather and they have a, a service in honor of safety. Black Mass. Charming or enchanting. Further definition to these things. Attempts to use spirit power. So somebody's a charmer or an enchanter, they're seeking to what? Because like I said, use spiritual power. And it falls in different categories. Clear audience. Clear audience is charming. Clear audience seeking to use spiritual power. Clear audience is the ability to hear voices that would not normally be heard. I can hear your voice, you can uh, you can hear my voice when we're talking. But then you start hearing voices from the spirit world that's claire audience falls under the category of 20. Now, obviously when you when you're hearing from God, these are these things are counterfeits. If you're not being led by the Spirit of God who does speak to us and does communicate with us, and we can hear His voice, and we can be led by His Spirit. We can hear Him talk to us. But if you're not led that way, these are substitutes for God. So you'll start hearing voices. It's not God. These are demonic spirits, clear audience. Okay? Then you have, under the same category, clear sin. And I may not be completely <laughs> accurate in the pronunciation of the word, but I believe it's pronounced clear sentence. This is when you go to, a, to a, a person, and they're able to diagnose your disease or sickness, clear sentence, without science being involved. It's something that's revealed by demonic spirits. You've got to be real careful with this. Okay, so you go you go to uh, Chiropractor or whatever, uh, I'm not disqualifying or discounting what chiropractor does. Some of them do are, are helpful, but some of the chiropractors get into iridology. They look into the eyes and the, uh, the shape of the eye and the, all the blood blood bloodshot eyes or whatever. Anyway, and they, they, they say, okay, you have a sickness by reading the eyes called iridology and uh, the problem with that is that most of uh, many times people who are involved in iridology uh, do not get it accurate so don't think because somebody claims to to have the ability to look at your eye and tell you what kind of sickness that you've got that they're going to be accurate when they tell you what you have because many times they are not accurate and, and, and so some of them do this and they practice this and it's They're not connected to demonic spirits. They don't get information with demonic spirits. They just look at the physical eye, and they say, okay, you have this certain disease. But there are some people involved in iridology. When they look at your eye, they don't have any training at all, at all, about the eye or anything else. They look at the eye, and they say, you have a disease. And the reason is that spirit tells them, and they use iridology. That gets into the occult. Now, whether or not a person who's involved in urology, you can look at the shape of the eye or what the eye's doing, you know what I'm saying? Can determine by that the sickness that's in your body. I'm not going to say they're of the devil. And I'm not saying not everybody look. Don't, need, don't let the doctor look at your eye. You know? Because even a physician will look in your eye. You're a urologist. You're connected with the devil. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Let them look in your eye. I'm talking about a person who practices iridology. Many of them are connected to the occult. They get their information from spirits. So when you talk about clear science, you're dealing with somebody who has the ability to hear demonic spirits. That spirit tells them what kind of disease the person is. Okay? And then you have another term under under uh charmers, clear audience, clear. Uh, Sentence: clairvoyance clairvoyance falls under this category it means to discern things not normally okay known by the senses to discern things not normally known by the senses clairvoyance somebody says alright in the middle of the night I woke up and I saw this house I saw the address of this house and this is where this person that was this child was picked up by somebody, taken to this house, kidnapped, taken to this house, and I see this house and it's blue. And the address is such and such. And they don't know anything about this house, they've never seen this house, but they they see this house. This is where this person was kidnapped, was taken. So they tell it to the law enforcement. Law enforcement go up there and guess what? That child's there. Clairvoyant. That person may have never seen that house before, never seen the address of, of that house before. But a spirit who operates by not revelation, but by knowledge, comes to that Clairvoyant and says, "Here's where she is." And so then the person goes to the police. Police. Find out that it was accurate how they get that information they didn't get it from their five got it from the now remember these are substitutes or counterfeits for God's spirit and the gifts of the spirit when God gives a word a prophetic word it's revelation when a spirit gives a word it has it's not about revelation it's about knowledge I don't know that the devil was ever revealed anything the operation of knowledge okay so the clairvoyant is communicate with these spirits the spirits tell them All right, this is the address of the person that's where the other one time that's the truth but it's not God it's not prophecy it is the mind working by knowledge uh, we have a coven a coven Is that a coven? 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 is a group of spirits or a group of witches that get together. Okay? A community of witches. And normally a coven has six males, six females, and one high priest. Okay, so I guess that number 13, that's really heavy in the occult, that number 13, 6, 6, and 1. 13. Crystal gazing—you go up to Sedona, Arizona, Colorado, some of these places—they have a lot of pretty rocks, and people are really into this, man. They're in the occult, the and they're into the, in the crystal gazing. They, they believe you can look at a ball, or a rock, a stone, or a crystal, and receive information from that. And I remember one time we walked in Sedona, Arizona, walked in the store that. that those crystals and things rocks and things walked in and I'm assuming it was the owner of the store walked up and saw Victoria and said she's got a strong spirit well, why in the world would she even be talking about the spirit of my daughter? because it was more than just selling rocks she's got a strong spirit well you know Anything further than that, if you have the Holy Ghost, you've got a strong spirit. If you're a Christian, you've got a strong spirit. She discerns something going on in my daughter's spirit. She's, she's got a strong spirit. That's stronger than what's in you. If it's God is stronger than what's in you. Cosmology is The study of the order of the universe now. This gets into the occult study of the order of the universe, not just you know, where you look at stars and study that. Uh, cartomancy. cartomancy is fortune telling by cards connected to the tarot. Y'all tarot cards? Praise the Lord! Tarot cards. Did y'all know that that was chiromancy? And we first uh, felt led of God to start a church over on Brazos. I was working mowing lawns and, and trimming trees, and, you know, whatever I could to, could do to earn a living while we were starting that church. And so I got a call one day from a person over there. I believe that's Grandview. And I uh, got a call from her and said, I need you to come and give me an estimate on some work. So I drove up. Looked at the address and looked at the house, and guess what it was? It was a palm reader. And she's advertising her ability to read tarot cards. Well, I mowed her yard, you know, but when I got a chance to talk to her, I said, By the way, you know all this isn't God, is it? Jesus isn't in this. I told it. you it's not in this. He said, Yeah, I receive my information from the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, No, you don't. I said, This is tarot card reading. It's demonic, it's occultic, and Jesus Christ is not he it. He in this. You need to business. But my point is that they will claim that they get their information, even though they're reading these cards connected to the terror, that they're getting their information from the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll talk about Nostradamus in a moment. But Nostradamus was heavy in the occult, but he claimed to be a Christian. So, anyway, cardomancy, fortune telling by cards related to the terror. Uh, yeah, cardomancy, they? and I may have said chiromancy. Chiromancy is palm reading. Let me back up so I don't confuse you. Cardomancy, fortune telling by cards. Chiromancy, reading of the palms. So they'll read, they'll look at the shape of the hand, and they'll, by the shape of the hand, plan to tell the future. More lines in the hand, shape of the lines in the hand. It's all occult, a a occult uh, Conjure, conjure is a necromancy, is seeking to communicate with the dead. Divination is fortune telling. Exorcism is casting out of spirits. Now, if we cast out a demonic spirit by the power of God, you can still call it an exorcism in a sense because your spirit's being cast out. When you talk about exorcism, you need to realize this. That there are people involved with the occult. They're involved in exorcism. They use all kinds of things. Spells, incantations, reading of things, you know, over the person that got of the Mighty Spirit to get rid of the demon. Satan's house is divided against himself. And if Satan's house be divided against itself, how can it stand? It's all it's whatever. Satan is content to allow a demon to be cast out of a person by occultic practices. It doesn't matter to him as long as he gets you. It doesn't matter to him. Cunadeta, whatever. Cunadeta, cunadeta is not of God. Now not his That's why people don't know nothing about him. Other than that, but we rub rubbing shoulders with a few of Hispanic people in our life. They said, well, We will we go to the Cunadetta. What is the word of the Cunadetta? You know? Praise the Lord. Yeah. The Cunadetta is, is not of God. They're playing to be used of the Lord Jesus Christ, but the Cunadetta is not of God. They're involved in the occult to heal people sickness and diseases. And if the devil can get you going back to the Cunadetta every time you get sick. He's got you. He do not care. All right, all right. Nobody in you go to the Cunadetta, do you? Used to, didn't you? How many of y'all used to? I want to see anybody used to go to the Cunadetta. Talking. But anyway, casting out spirits or exorcism maybe, you know they're called. people can get involved in doing that. It's not it's not really just a thing that the church does. If you do, if you just do, you how know, connected some, I don't say all but some Catholic three star two deal call. It'll blow your mind. Yeah, they claim to be Jesus doing it, Jesus. You know, well, hey, you gotta go put a cross on somebody? Start rubbing a cross on somebody? I'm gonna rub a cross on you, man. That's the devil out. That's not Jesus, it's not yours. That's a cultism. Throwing water on you. Didn't put the cross on you. That's, that's not God. That's not the Bible. That's occult it practices. Sometimes we throw water on you to wake you up. Yeah, that's right. not doing it epistemology is the study of knowledge. Epistemology. Now, we can study epistemology. You can study the Word of God. You study the knowledge of Scripture. Epistles. Epistemology of the occult, the study of secret knowledge, the study of the mysteries, mystery religions, religions of the East. Okay. I've got to move that. I'm moving too slow. Ectoplasm. Ectoplasm is an unknown substance that comes from the body of a medium. Okay. It's, a, it's a fluid, an unknown substance that leaks from the body of the medium. ESP, beyond the five senses. Okay? Uh, we'll come back to that in a minute. It's beyond the five senses. Something that gives knowledge. Fetishes. Fetishes. How many of y'all ever heard the word fetish? You got a fetish. Well, what you're saying is, is that the spirit embodies is embodied in a natural object like a stone, a tree, a doll, a string, a rope, whatever, picture, fetish. So you say, you know, that's a fetish. You're saying that thing has a demonic spirit. You know, Brother Ephesus was, was here in the States. He had something. Uh, I don't you know, anyway, I don't really know really how the conversation got into it. But I pointed at somebody and I said, is, 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 do you have a fetish? Is this your fetish? It's hanging on on the mirror. Is this your fetish? He said, looking, I don't have a fetish. You have a fetish. And he, just, and he pointed it my car and I had something hanging on the mirror. He said, that's your fetish. Well, neither one of us had a fetish. We did. We had trouble. We had something, some object that's holding, holding point for a demonic spirit. Uh, we always get. But see, at the time, I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> I said, "That is, you got a fetish." He said, "No, you got a fetish." And then I found out what a fetish was. It's the Holy Ghost came on experience. We started talk, stop talking like that. Well, let me help you. We stop talking like that when we found out what it means, what it was. All right, clear that up. He probably knew. I did He's than He probably knew what it was. Okay. Gnostic. A gnostic is somebody. Gnostic knowledge is connected to knowledge, but the knowledge of a gnostic is not the knowledge of the Bible. The knowledge of the gnostic is secret hidden wisdom, secret of the the secrets of mystery religions, gnosticism. Okay. An agnostic believes you can't prove or can't know that God exists. Hypnotism hypnotism. Whew. When somebody is hypnotized, they fall into a hypnotic state. A hypnotized hypnotized uh, hypnotic state. They fall into a trance. Hypnotism. And this trance, now carefully, listen carefully. Hypnotism or being hypnotized is not science. When anybody tells you being hypnotized it is science, it's not, it's occultic activity. Because what hip- being hypnotized does is it puts you in an altered state of conscience. Now, when you say that, that means you're shutting down your conscience, right? You go into a trance, an altered state of consciousness. And when that happens, there's to literally in your body the the brain the brain waves okay normal brain waves will be going like this okay quite, quite frequent brain waves you go into an older state of conscience or a straight a, a trance by hypnotism and that that brain wave slows way go into that trance it's like it way, it's like your conscious goes into conscious goes into, you go into a trance, your brain waves slow down, and when you do that, you, your defense is removed. Your discernment is removed. So that spirits then have access into you because your defense is down in an altered state of conscience, or a trance. Okay? So when somebody puts you in a hypnotic state, your brain waves slow down, your defense goes down, and spirits can come inside of you. Now, let me share an example I read. A hypnotist did I say hypnotist? hypnotist? Went to a high school and hypnotized some of the students in the high school. And they went to this trance, this altered state of consciousness. And in that in that state, they started crawling on the. Floor and barking like dogs. Okay. Well, you've probably seen people do that. They go and get hypnotized, and then the person that hypnotizes them gives them suggestions. And in that altered state of consciousness, their defense is down, so this suggestive activity from the hypnotist, they begin to act it out. Right? Here's what's interesting is the same hypnotist that was in the the high school that put some of those young people into a trance returned the next semester and when he pronounced key words the same ones he hypnotized once before fell into a trance and slumped over chairs. and they had not talked to that man by pronouncing those words they come over into not science it's a horoscope observer times hydromancy viewing images in water epitaph Hepatoscopy. liver or sacrifices, meaning from, okay, you know, liver and sacrifice, okay. Hepatoscopy. okay, Hepatoscopy. So what a person does is they take, it, they sacrifice an animal, they cut it open, they read the, the liver, the entrails of the of the sacrifice of the animal, and as they look at that, they determine the future, are they able to predict the future, they claim you ever see seen the pagans do like that, the Vikings or whatever. I don't watch that show, Vikings. No. I not watch it. The commercial comes on, and I change the channel real fast. But, but the Vikings were really heavy into the paganism then. You know, a lot of those cultures like that, they cut animals over, they read the intros, and then they go to war because they believe that the animal tells them they're going to be victorious in battle. Lost the the Lord. Okay, so that's he- hepatoscopy. And then we have uh, incantation, spell or charm for magical purposes. Incubus. 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 Is a male demon that has sexual relationships. Okay? Has sexual relationships called e- Uh Succubus. Succubus is a demon assuming female form for the purpose of sexual relationships. Succubus. Assuming a female form for the purpose of sexual relationships. A lot of these rock bands sing about incubus or they sing about succubus, you know. That's what those are. Those are demonic the spirits. And sexual relationships. Kabbalah. How many ever heard of Kabbalah? Or Kabbalah. Everyone said Kabbalah or Kabbalah. Well Madonna is heavily involved in Kabbalah. And Kabbalah, it was Mystical. It was taking the Bible. They would take the Bible, and let me just give you the mystical body of law based on occult interpretation of the Old Testament. So the Kabbalah, uh, Kabbalists uh, were involved in interpreting the Bible, but it was in, connected to the occult. It was connected to mysticism. You'd be careful about reading Kabbalah. You have to be careful about reading commentaries which have Kabbalah in it. And here's what I want to tell you, is that the Kabbalists, or however you want to say it, people call in Kabbalah, who study the Old Testament, they did find some interesting truths in the Old Testament. But you need to understand that Kabbalah was the Jewish form of occultism that was used in interpreting the Bible and it was Satan's effort to counterfeit God. Amen. When Israel came out of Egypt, it was Satan's effort to bring Israel back into Egyptian religion pra- religious practices. That's what Kabbalah was all about. Going back to the Egyptian way of religion. Gotta be careful with Kabbalah. And Kabbalah. Gnosticism knowledge is rooted, it gets its root from Kabbalah. So, sometimes if you ever hear me teach, and I'm getting into into Jewish interpretation scripture, say Kabbalah, they found certain things in the scripture, now, if it's in the Bible, it's okay, but they got into the occult, that's when it's not okay, right? It's based on an occult interpretation of the Levitation. The raising up of the physical bodies in the air. A table floating. It overcomes gravity supernaturally. Levitation. go so to see a magician look. Isn't that cute, Daddy? Look at him raise that table off the ground. But well, it could be illusion. It could be true. Look, Daddy. Look at her floating. She just sitting there floating space. Isn't that cool, Daddy? Look at that, Daddy. It could be illusion, it could be real. Meditation is oh, always exactly. that's oh. the And I, I remember, you know, sometimes you ever watch TV, sometimes it, This, uh, the, the, the commercials come on and they're talking, they're showing a movie that's going to come on in the future or some programming that's going to come on in the future. I was sitting there watching TV one day and all of a sudden, boom! This commercial comes on about a TV program, and it's got this little girl levitating. I mean, I change that channel as fast as I possibly can. Not because I'm afraid of the devil, but I don't want to have anything like that coming in my house. I don't want to open any doors to these spirits. I change that real fast because I know it's not noise of the devil. I don't think it's cool. I don't think. Gotta explain how she did it. Magi. Priests of the Medes and the Virgins. They offered sacrifices, interpreted dreams, and they were and they knew the arts of spiritism. Magic, incantation, charms, witchcraft. Manifestation is the revealing of a demon. Evil meditation. Right? The Bible tells us to meditate on the Word of God. Meditation is not bad, but evil meditation is. Evil meditation takes the replace of true meditation on the Word of God. Okay? It's a counterfeit substitute. Um, You go into a passive state of mind, neutral trance, altered state, by which spirits enter into you. Meditation. Mesmerism. It mesmerizes. The healing of disease by charms or rituals. Mind awareness. Higher awareness of conscience. But it's when you go into passivity. A lot of y'all doing that right now. Thank like God we're in church. You know, this mind goes into passivity. You just get passive in your thing and you mind. Well, <laughs> well, I'm just getting mind awareness. Careful what kind because that that awareness of conscience in that passive state changes. medium is an occultic an occultist and dwelt bodily by spirits okay uh, metaphysics is the study of the spirit world that focuses beyond our natural five senses metaphysics Numerology interprets numbers for fortune. Now, we we study biblical numerics, but numerology is used for fortune telling. Biblical biblical numerics is. Okay, Uh, Ouija board. I still remember the days when my aunt, I'd go to my aunt's house and we found this thing called a Ouija board. We knew a little bit about it. So we got together, and I don't know if my aunt knew it or not, but these kids got together and we pulled out that Ouija board, you know, and, and we, we got that uh, psychography, that psychography is that thing that's in heart shape, you know, in heart shape, it's a board that you move on, it's a board that you move on, on those letters, you know, that Ouija board's got alphabet on it, and you move that psychography on it, and uh, when you do, that spirit's to spill out information for you. Yeah. We did that, and you know what happened? I'm no gonna tell you. Not one thing. Not one thing. Let's kids sit down and we we got that psychography out and the week before that, we can pull out. We'll want the spirits to tell us this one time I'm you see to it too. That's why you're laughing. Yeah, you thought it was a game, so did I. Uh, I know I just started see that week, but that wasn't Telepathic or anything. I was to discern something. And, but we did that, and I'll promise you, not one thing happened. Nothing moved our hands, nothing moved the little, little heart shaped board on the not nothing. Hallelujah. she says, Thank you, Jesus. Well, you know why? See, oftentimes a person can get hooked the first time. Because if you start praying with that, with that Ouija board, you start seeking. You don't have a praying mama and a praying dad I don't care what they do. You can get connected to spirits the first time. And the reason why you didn't, and the reason why I didn't is because some mama prayed over you, some mama took you to church. And that hindered that operation that spirit. You understand? That's why some people they do those things and they get connected just like that. And it happens. The spirit comes and does that by others don't, it happens. There's been some prayer put over that person's life. Let's give God a hand clap phrase now. So the Ouija board is a board with letters of the alphabet on it to communicate with the spirits of the dead. The Oracle is a speaking place, It's a su- uh, supernatural speaking place where a medium is. A medium resides there, and this medium has a demonic spirit in them, and they communicate. Speaking place, oracle uh, information. Oracle means speaking place. Ontology is the study of forces beyond the five senses. Ontology. Psychography. Psychography is the use of heart shaped board with the Ouija board for spirit messages. Pendulum. Divine. Divining rod or fortune telling to locate an unseen object in the I'm assuming that that has to do with the divining rod as well. They call it divine rod, right? You're trying to find water. water. Divine rod. Like, you know, come on, come on. I gotta I gotta ask smart people a question. Advice smart people. You get a stick, right? It's in the shape like this, it's got and you're walking around on top of the ground and this wood stick is supposed to find water beneath the ground how does a wood stick do that I just does a wood stick have some kind of gravitational anything in it I don't know you know but anyway people that use the divining rod they claim that they can find water with a stick in their hand But how do, it do? They work by what? Knowledge, not by That person walks around with a stick in his hand. All of a sudden, that demon just taps on that stick. Hey, there's water. You found a demon? Is what you found. You might drill down, and you might find water. Heard of psychokinesis? Psychokinesis, moving objects by the use of the mind, mind over matter. This is a psychic, psychic of the mind. Psychic of the mind. is see it about bending forks and spoons and all kinds of stuff? That's so cool. You know? I don't know, you're watching the TV with your little kids, right? Look Daddy. Look at that guy. He can bend this phone with his mind. Isn't that cool? Let's try it, Daddy. Go get the sternum of the fork out of the kitchen drawer. You know, good. Mm-hmm. you know, these brain waves. Man, you're trying to use brain waves to bend the fork. Well, hey, that's so cool. That's a psychic of the mind. They tap into the brain waves. All of a sudden you really rub that little split and that little, nice little okay you're with me still Palmistry, fortune uh, fortune telling about the mind the shape of the hand pyramidology power with the pyramids powers connected to the pyramids psychoanalyst, psych, automatic, writing, self, hypnotic, visions, dreams, trances, psychoanalysis. Uh, phrenology, P-H-R-E-N-O-L-O-G-Y, phrenology, Please examine the bumps, is the point? I got a nod on my head. I bumped it on the door. My wife gave it to me. And the end of the interpretation. So, anyway. Uh, and then we have parapsychology. is, is psychology, psychology, say totally least psychology, dealing with psychic phenomena, clairvoyance, ESP, tele, telepathy. I'm almost done., yes, I appreciate your time. Precognition means the foreknowledge of the occurrence of events that cannot be inferred by present knowledge. pre-cognition um, phenomenon, you know. You got to see the way I write. I put "pheno," not like alpha. but I put "pheno," and and there's a big old gap between "pheno" and "phenomenon," and so I'm going, "What in the world is that word?" And I put pheno, "phenomenon." And I almost came up with another word, "pheno," "monon." Oh, but that had nothing to do with pheno. phenomenon is an extraordinary event. Then we have reincarnation. Now reincarnation is Satan's or the demonic substitute for the resurrection of the dead or the believer. Reincarnation. It is the soul of a dead person coming back to live in a new form, a new body. Okay, Reincarnation. Soul, another body. Death to be reborn in the form of another being. Raphidomyse, raph, C going sticks into the air, interpreting by the way they fall on the ground. R h a d m e c. Stigmata, wounds in the body that may or may not bleed. Seance, a meeting of spiritists or spiritists. Satanism. Worship of Satan. Sorcery is a form of magic, attempt to control or direct spirits. Spiritism, contacting spirits, okay, posing as the dead. Uh, it's involved in mediums. These events are caused by spirits. Spiritism. Spiritualism spiritism in a religious context, organized religion, they organized literally 1848, they organized spiritism into a religion. telling by random reference to books or the Bible so you take a book in hand you open the book and you put your finger on the book whatever that says you said that's the future Predicting the future by or you take the Bible you open the Bible you go like this you say that's a prophecy I'm predicting the future stick to over Um, transmigration is connected to the Hindu doctrine similar to reincarnation, but it believes that the dead soul can return to earth and body in the body of a snail, crab, and man. That's called transmigration. Okay. I guess it depends on and I believe this to be true, it depends on how you acted in the previous life as to what you will come back in the former, if you weren't very good. Asked and come back as a man. Or a cow. Better pray over that hamburger. Like somebody said, you might be eating your uncle's own. Isn't that sad? You know, like in India, what? They worship the cow. You know what I'm saying? Because there might be a a dead loved one come back in the shape of the cow. And they won't eat the cow, they're starved to death. Instead of killing the cow eating the cow. Right? Thank God we don't believe in transmigration or reincarnation. Telepathy is a, is a form of ESP. Telepathy, this is interesting. Telepathy, Greek, the Greek word these impressions across a distance. Okay? So it's thought reading or mind reading. Telepathy. So you may not even know the person. They may be a distance away from you. Telepathy, but you can communicate mind to mind. Telepathy. Okay. Uh, trance. Conscience or natural senses. Soul becomes susceptible to spirits or to a certain vision. Uh, that's when we go into the Transference, spirit leaving one body and entering into another. This is what I talked about earlier, church. Now, we're not going to walk around and look at everybody and say, You got a demon, bring a demon in my house and it's Fix to, to jump off you and jump on me. We were not like that. We're not. Uh, but we still have to walk in discernment. And, and there is what is called a transference of spirits so that a demonic spirit can transfer from dwelling in one body to another you have to be careful you let, you let people I don't care who they are into your house if they're not walking with God they can bring all kinds of spirits into your house and you open yourself up you got the Holy Ghost thank God you're protected by the blood and by the spirit of God Open our door to any spirit. I'll be honest with you, okay. Just studying these things yesterday, there was warfare. There was some heavy warfare involved. I know, I know. After I studied, I know where the warfare came from. Okay, did you know? Now, is the enemy trying to keep me from teaching it to you, or, or just the worker connected to it is? Now, I'm very aware of that scripture says concerning evil behavior. I'm very, very aware of that. So I kind of debate whether or not to even teach all these things. But it's important that we understand, we have knowledge of what these things are. At least okay, talismans are divining by charms. A wizard is a person that's involved in black magic or sorcery. A witch is a male or female who uses occultic powers for good or evil. Warlock is a witch with a pact with the devil involved in black magic. Yoga. Yoga is not just an exercise that you do at the gym. Yoga is connected to the occult. It's connecting to centering in, uh, and what are you centering in? You're centering in the occult the spirits. And, it, and when you get involved in yoga, what it is a physical exercise designed to enable one to gain control over the, their body's processes. Okay, so it's not just an exercise. There is, there is, uh, Connections to these things. Praise the Lord. You go to the gym, see some people on the room doing yoga, you know. i I I've made up my mind. I'm gonna put me one of them shirts on. It's got a, it's got scripture all over it. I have another shirt and I haven't worn it to the gym yet, but it's it's a, and I don't know that I will because I feel a little bit uncomfortable with it. Lord's very large and he's bench pressing across and you know says it lift You know, so I'm thinking about wearing that shirt, but I haven't brought myself that. But anyway, well, so so while I, I mean, some of them over there doing their yoga thing, I may just walk right in there I don't. My God will help me bench press more than your God. So let's go. My <laughs> time going time say, Max and Brother Jared, you know, bench press, right? And uh, boy, a lot of it. I mean, he's you know, over 300 pounds. He's pretty heavy weight. I'm laying under that thing and I got my hands on the bar right, and I started speaking in tongues. Like, Jesus, you're my strength. Yeah, yeah, My daughter said people around you know, around me there, they look at me like, What in the world is he doing? <laughs> I speaking speaking in tongues on that fish friends, man. You would too if you said three hundred pounds, man. Or, you know, kind think I thank God me get it <laughs> But it blew their mind. My, my, my daughter, she told me they, they're watching you speaking in tongues. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Yeah. Okay, uh Zodiac. The zodiac is the uh, imaginary belt of the heavens. It includes the path of the sun, the moon, and the planets, having 12 constellations. Okay? So, a time, of times these. I don't have much more to speak to you this morning. Other than. About about Nostradamus, because Nostradamus, there's something about Nostradamus that people even in the West have a fascination. Okay, Nostradamus claimed to be a Christian. He was, he converted to Catholicism. Claimed to be a Christian, but by his own admission, heavily involved in the occult. In fact, his son. He took, he took uh, Nostradamus took some of the, the occultic writings that he was getting information from that showed him how to communicate with the spirit world. He took those books and threw them in the fire to keep them away from his son. And Nostradamus said, when he threw those books, those occultic books into the fire, he said, man, was it it light brighter than before. It came out of that fire and lit up. Nostradamus was involved heavily in the occult. He would get his information at night by looking into a glass bowl. He learned that from occultic writings and occultic books. But yet he claimed to be a Christian. Nostradamus' predictions were range, you know, for Lines, almost like a rhyming statement, four lines of a rhyming type prophecy, those quad trains. Most of the time are completely inaccurate. The Bible tells us that God is going to be accurate, not part of the time, but all the time. And His was, very rarely was His ever accurate. Received his information while in occultic trance. So, we we'll stay away from Dr. Thomas. Number one, his predictions are, are not, not accurate. They're they are seldom actri- accurate. And, and he got his information when he went into an occultic trance. Go so, on, we can get rid of Nostradamus. No, right. you know, does anybody have you ever and I'm not going to be mad at you, but you're just like interested, fascinated with me. Well, so you need to go get rid of it because it's the cultist. It Wasn't the cultist. When a person refused to respond to the Holy Ghost, God's Spirit, they turn to the spirits, and they make contact with the God of this world, so. In closing, let's go over and look at Deuteronomy 18. The Bible tells us that these practices are forbidden for us. I promise you, I'm almost done. The Bible is very clear. There shall not be found among you anyone that make his a son or daughter to pass through the fire or that use uses divination or sober times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer. With familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer, for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abomination, the Lord thy God to drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. So it's need a testament. How do you test them? Let's go to Isaiah 8. Test these spirits. test the person that's communicating the information. How do you test the person how do you test the information that's being communicated? Right, Isaiah eight nineteen when they shall say unto you seek unto them that have familiar spirits and in the wizards that peep that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? Question. To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. If they don't speak according to this word, they're talking about demonic spirits. There is no light in them. No. Are you testing? Me. Number one is the practice taught in the Bible, approved of God? Is what their doctrine or their teaching, is it in the Bible? Okay. If not, then the Bible says there's no life. Deuteronomy 18, 21. <laughs> 18, 21, 22. If thou say in thine heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid. So, if it's a prophetic word, I don't care who it is, if I'm preaching and Whatever, claim to be a prophetic word, or anybody else said it's a prophetic word, if it doesn't come to pass, then it was not God. Because if God gave the word, it's 100%, not 99, 100% accurate. We it. Now listen carefully. There are times when a true prophecy comes from God a person, and the person doesn't nurture it, doesn't protect it. Therefore, it's aborted. Because they did not qualify. They did not prepare their life to have that prophecy fulfilled. Okay? You know what I'm saying? So there can be a prophecy that comes directly from God to a person, but what if I don't do anything with the prophecy? What if I want to go and live in the world? What if I want to live for Satan? I don't want to. I don't want to fulfill the purpose of God in my life. That doesn't mean the prophecy that was spoken over your life wasn't true. You just avoid it. Okay, that's possible. Awesome. But let's say you know something. God said, okay." The Spirit of the Lord says it's going to happen tomorrow, certain time, certain hour. All the details are going to be there. The prophets is going to be there. It's going to be in detail, and it will come to pass and every detail. Not just part of it, but every detail will come to pass. One hundred percent. That's why anybody who claims to be a prophet or using a prophetic gift, have to be careful. You have to say, I believe the Lord is saying this. I believe Thus saith the Lord God. You say it like that. Thus saith the Lord God. It better be the Lord God. Because if it doesn't come to pass, you spoke presumption. Dangerous. Now, if you know it's God, if you know for sure it's God, thus said the Lord God, you can say thus that Lord God. But if you're not sure it's from God, you can say I believe this is from God. Believe. It. Just like the possibility. Now, this is the Lord God. Everything that I preach to you from this life. Is the same God. Okay. If he says there's gonna be a rise of an antichrist in the future, it's gonna happen. If he said there's gonna be the mark of the B666, it's gonna happen. You understand I'm telling you? It will come to pass one hundred percent this is the So if it's from God, it will be fulfilled if it's from God. 8 Deuteronomy eighteen, twenty one 21- twenty-two. Um uh, the fruit of the Spirit, Matthew 7, 19, 2.3. A good tree is going to produce good fruit. A bad tree is going to produce bad fruit. And that's how you can distinguish between a true prophet and a false prophet. A true prophet, you're going to see good fruit in that true prophet's life. If it's a false prophet, you're going to see bad fruit. Uh, the Bible gives you, helps you as a church, helps me, as a, as a believer, not to be deceived by false prophets. How can I know? If they don't speak according to this word, there's no lie in them. If it doesn't kind of pass, don't be afraid of. It. Understand? Because God will fulfill it if it's Him. And then, if it's a good prophet, a true prophet, good fruit. If it's a bad false prophet, bad fruit. Come on, look at it. What food do they produce? Um, then we have the discernment of the Holy Ghost to be able to discern spirits. Verse Corinthians chapter twelve. Now, how does God view uh, spiritism or the occult, in communicating with the spirit world? How does, it, how does God view? Well, we've already showed you bit, that God views it as strange fire. Leviticus ten one. Say praise the Lord. I remember one time when we first started the church opening on brasses. This lady came into the church. Okay, and she looked like a witch from head to toe. I mean, she had, oh, man. I mean, it wasn't just a little because she was covered kind of makeup, man. She had earrings earrings hanging down to her shoulders. You know, hair cut off. Hair cut off like a man's. She walked up to me. At the service he says I've got a word from the Lord for you I said no you don't because God doesn't send my mail to somebody else's address and I turned around and walked out. if God wants to speak to me he's not going to send a witch to talk me to and that's the way God gave me he gave me the response I was going huh? to And we had a lot of things happening with over glasses. This lady comes back in church. She sits down with her Bible in hand. I noticed her eye yeah, I watched her. She said, about. Then after the service, course, she met the saints as they walked out of the door. She started telling all the saints that they were coming out the door, this is a rebellious house! This is a rebellious <laughs> house. Sister Kathy was walking in Sister Kathy, she walked out the door and at that moment tried to catch her, she walked out the door. I said, no, I said, Sister Kathy, don't pay any attention to her. Get in your car and home. And she and then so then I got in my car. I didn't spend a lot of time talking to her. I waste my time. I got in my car, driving down the road, I said and I watch her in my, my rear view mirror. I wonder what she's going to do. You know? I watch her in my rear view mirror. And, uh, she's walking down the street with her hand to the heavens like this. You know? Well, what is the Lord, church? Just let somebody tell you we have a word. if that the second one I made reference to was really from God she wouldn't have had to try to buy, jump in front of the sheep as they're walking out the church telling them this is a rebellious house if it was really from God God doesn't bypass proper authority in the church God would have sent her to me and, and she would have come to me and said pastor uh, I humble or, or I submit myself to the authority that's in in this house, some in the house. See, that's the way God works. But, oh, okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate. it. I don't have a problem with somebody bringing a word, but it has to be. See, authority trumps power. Always, authority always trumps power. If they've got power, they have to submit to authority. If I don't have any problem with somebody get bringing a word, but as long as it's properly. Well, I, how did I know that she wasn't with God but Thunder? Because as soon as she started jumping in front of the sheep, and I had no—I didn't know this person from anybody. I knew she wasn't God. That's God was. You get—you get a prophet from the—you get a prophet from the Lord coming. You know I mean? If I bring a prophet, it's a true. Prophetic gifts that gift, give ministry of profit into this church, Do you understand that that prophet's ministry is is going to operate under the authority of the pastor of this church? A true prophet's never going to step out underneath that authority and try to take over. It will always be submitted to that authority that's in that house. and and if the pastor's wrong, the pastor's wrong, that prophet, Speak to that pastor. Privately. say, There's some things going on in your life that, that, are, that are wrong. You know, he's a man of God, not of God. but they will never step out from the authority of the covenant. House. That's the way you can believe God or not. Are they submitted to authority by their fruits? You should. Honestly, church, do you honestly think that God, if you have a shepherd, if you have a pastor over you, do you honestly think that God is ever going to bypass that God in your life? God doesn't work that way. You say, when well, I'm trying not to be controlled, the only time that you have to worry about control. Is if the man steps away from the Bible and starts leading you away from the truth of God's Word. That's control. That's witchcraft. Well, these voices that will come to you and tell you, your pastor's trying to control you, he's not trying to control me because he always leads me to the Bible. If he's trying to control me, he'd be leading me away from. how God works, God will never bypass the proper authority. Ever, ever, ever. Yes. Okay. Alexander the Great was heavily involved in occultism. He was part of God. He was an antichrist. Okay. Alexander the Great. But even Alexander the Great, if the information I have is correct, even if Alexander the Great understood boy Vanquished the Middle persian Empire and Darius the king of Persia was murdered by his men Alexander the Great they captured these men and murdered Darius Alexander the Great said who did this if you will admit that you did this I will exalt you above my men they took it Alexander the Great was going to promote them. See, they thought by killing Darius that it would bring favor from Alexander the Great for them. And so, when Alexander the Great says, "If you admit that you did it, I'll exalt you above my men," they came forward and Alexander the Great. Those men who were subjected underneath the authority of Darius, for them to override that authority and kill their king, Alexander the Grace said, "Is worthy of being hailed king, just king. Authority always trumps power. I don't care who is reigning here. So hold on to these truths." In your life, but what you're hearing is undermining the authority that's in your life. I will promise you 100% it is not good. So, God tells you these things not because I say these. as a man is preaching this word as long as a man is seeking to tell you what God says in this fight that man Bible doctor the study of demonology and has helped you to so understand some things. Okay, praise the Lord. Maybe you had questions in your mind about them, or they real, just illusion. Now you know. Be careful who you let diagnose you sickness and disease. Be careful with the books that you read. Be careful with. Television programming that you watch. Be careful with people. You, especially now, listen. Not everybody's out to destroy the kingdom of God, but especially people you know don't want God. You better be careful of them. Strange, he looked at us and waved as he went by. I don't want to sit. That's my spirit. It is important for us, all of us. have the Holy Ghost, but it's important when something begins to operate in you and through you that you know is not of God, it's important for you to be honest enough with your own self and your own life to say, that's a spirit. I know that's a spirit. I have no problem if I believe it to be the Lord. Say a person, you've got a spirit operating in you right now, even if they have the Holy Ghost. But I don't have any problem in confessing the same you. What's working in you right now, and I'm not saying as I speak to you, but I don't have a problem in making this statement. What's working on me right now is a spirit. As long as you're honest with God, you're true to yourself and you're. No, you're not right. You can get I know a experience, you? It's you to the act like I am, right? you're not saved, not The Holy Ghost you're just to be concerned Not right. not working on somebody else only. It's working on you. i look to God. Be able to discern creatures. I appreciate men of God. That when they say something, you know, that the anointings there. You know what it is when you get the anointing on you, man. You feel that there's just so much power and strength and what just stands flowing out of you. And sometimes you'll say something. You can get a check in your spirit. You know that wasn't the Lord. I appreciate honest men. They stand behind. Disqualify everything that you just got to preach. It. What it is showing you a man is honest and to say, Sorry, that wasn't God's atmosphere. It's important. It's important. You walk in truth. It's important. You don't get deceived. Especially in this hour. Jesus told us that it was impossible that even the very would be possible to be in a very unhappy place and see. But there's something that I love you, I give you praise, I give you glory, I give you honor. I thank you, God, for all that you have done for us this morning.